I am convinced that I get some of my best thinking done when I'm working out. Um, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing because if I want to have more thoughts, I could work out more and, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Anyway, I was working out a couple of days ago and this thought settled in on me. I was kind of pushing through this really hard part of the workout. The music was playing in the background. The coach was talking us through the steps and it was just so much. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is what parenting feels like sometimes. Sometimes it just feels hard because life and everything is moving and doing and requiring so much of us. We just don't feel like we have enough bandwidth to parent the way we want to or in alignment towards the vision we have for ourselves and for our children. And it was as clear as day to me that the thing that is the biggest threat to us parenting as an act of leadership is parenting from a place of exhaustion. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Recognizing it and then figuring out what to do about it. Let's tune in. Hey, this is Aisha Crumbine, and you are listening to the Parenting as Leadership podcast, also known as Make Room for Kids. And this podcast is for parents who want to make room for their children to be themselves, to live a life of promise. And we see our role as parents as the ultimate act of leadership so we can help our kids be the leaders of their own lives and be amazing, amazing adults. Thanks for tuning in. Here's to building a tribe of parents who are making room for kids. So in that introduction, we talked about how this idea of parenting from a place of exhaustion is the biggest threat to us being the type of parents that we want to be. Um, and in a previous episode, we I had you draw out the parenting as leadership framework in those circles. And I think at the root of what gets in our way, this sense of exhaustion, is that we feel like we are the only people in that second circle. In that circle where we said, who are the people who will touch and influence our children? we see only ourselves in there and maybe that's because like nobody's ever asked us that question or maybe because we feel so on the hook for all of the things when it pertains to our children that that is a big big responsibility and it is a big weight and we feel it right like we talk about the mental load that working mothers feel Um, we talk about the sheer responsibility of creating and nurturing and building up and taking care of a whole nother human being. Um, that in and of itself is, is real work. That does not include all of the other things that we have to do, all of the other things that are thrown at us over the course of the day. Um, you guys will figure out that I am absolutely a visual person and I was at work 
um, at my job and I was talking to a dear friend of mine and she was just, she was just like, I have so many things coming at me. I'm, I'm starting to feel frustrated and wanting to control the, the little things that I feel like I can't control. Like there's so many things out there that I don't feel like I can control that I'm starting to hoard and hold on to and squeeze really tight the things that I feel like I can. And when she said that, I thought, oh my gosh, like that is what happens to us with our parenting. We, we spend our days at work, dealing with other people, going through our own struggles, just being human beings ourselves. And, and sometimes that can feel like a lot, like we are not in control of things outside of our own world, so to speak. Like maybe at work, the project you're working on is stressing you out or your boss at work is stressing you out or the work you're doing is really new and hard because you got a promotion or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you are juggling all of the things and somewhere in there you are supposed to have bandwidth to parent as, as an act of leadership. And that can be really hard. And what ends up happening is you carry all of that baggage, all of that stress, all of that, uh, you, all of that, all of that into your parenting. And instead of operating from a place of focus on that vision, you, you try to control everything because it's the one place that you feel like you can and that control can look like squeezing too tight that control can look like being inflexible that control can look like not listening to people around you because you just don't have any more room to listen to anybody else's thoughts and opinions whether it's your spouse's or your child's you're just barely hung, hanging on. That is what I mean when I say parenting from a place of exhaustion. And when you parent that way, that is the biggest threat to the vision you have created for yourself as a parent, as a leader. So what I want to do today is talk about three things you can do to to minimize the threat to to not parent from a place of exhaustion. The first thing that I think is most important to do is one is to recognize when you're in that place. To recognize when you are feeling frayed, frayed like thread, frayed. <laughs> recognize when you are feeling frayed and that you are you are operating on limited bandwidth and just by naming it just by acknowledging it in the moment and saying oh I am operating from a place of exhaustion right now I have got to do something different because this is not in alignment with the vision I have for myself right saying it out loud helps you prepare to do something different so the first thing that I think you do to, to move from that place of parenting from exhaustion is just to name that you're there. 
what can help you do that is if you write a list of like, what do I do when I am operating from a place of exhaustion? Like, how do I show up? Am I snappy with the kids? Am I snappy with my spouse? Do I have more negative self-talk? Do I talk bad about myself and my mind when I'm exhausted? Do I clean frantically when I'm exhausted? Do I eat yummy cake with strawberries and cream cheese frosting when I'm exhausted? Obviously, that's mine. Um, What are the things that you do that you can recognize as symptoms of your exhaustion? So I would say that's number one. Put those things on paper so that you're like, oh, oh, when I see myself doing this, I need to pause for a second. I need to like stop and recognize that I am operating from a place of exhaustion. And then the second thing um, that I would recommend is that you write down the things that fuel you. What are the things that pull you out of your funk? For me... Um, and this is so real y'all because I, I, I'm coming out of like a two week funk and it was bad um, so I can tell you what I do to help get out of my funk and I can tell you that because I engaged one of my supporters one of my champions to do that so that will be number three but we'll get there in a second number two is identify the things that 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 refuel you that energize you that that make you feel more whole and more complete um i'll give you a few of mine just for context um if i go out if i have quality time with my husband that's like making a deposit in my energy bank if i if if it's like i go out with my husband and we have really great food that's like a double deposit um if I intentionally shut down the work, that is a huge deposit. Um, if I have uninterrupted time with my kids, that is also a deposit. So I have a list of like 10 to 12 things that give me energy, that are, are positive deposits um, that enable me to get back to a place where I'm not operating from exhaustion. And I think when you know what those things are for you, then when you sense yourself exhibiting some of that like crazy behavior that happens when you're exhausted from number one, you can then go to this list of number two things and start start putting deposits, start putting deposits. Um, and then the third thing so we'll probably end up with more than three the third thing is how do who do I need to who can help me like who who are the people who can can help push me or pull me out of my funk out of my exhaustion who are my my champions my supporters the people who are rallying behind me who love me who I can pick up the phone and say yo I'm struggling I'm I'm tired I'm, I'm cranky, I'm mad, I'm being grumpy with all the people. Like, I, I need some, I need something. Who are those people, right? That's number three. Write those, the names of those people down. Because ultimately what you want to happen is you want to notice, recognizing yourself that you are having, that you are, this is exhausted. And then two, you want to know what 
what can help pull you out of your exhaustion and then three you want help who somebody who can like pull with you I'm like trying to visualize like pulling something out of mud and you got to have people who are pulling behind you to get it out Um, and when you do those three things here's what happens in your parenting you have greater bandwidth you have greater patience you have more grace with your kids and when you have that clarity bandwidth patience you can move more fluidly towards the vision that you have for them and that you have for yourself but when you don't have that bandwidth when you are parenting from a place of exhaustion you can't see clearly you can't make decisions that align with your vision because you're tired because you you don't you don't have it nor do you not only do you not have it but you you haven't engaged your support and this is support for you right so uh, I'm gonna run through those three one Number one, recognize the things that you do that represent when you're in a funk. Like what are your, not triggers, what are your, the symptoms? Like how do you know, what are the signs that you are operating from a place of exhaustion? Number two, figure out what those things are that give you energy, that make deposits. And number three, who are the people who can champion and help you do the things on your number two list so you can operate with a greater sense of clarity, with a greater sense of patience, and with a greater sense of grace, not just for your kids, but also for yourself. So those are the three. Um, The bonus for doing these three things is that your kids get to see you doing this you are modeling what it means to recognize when you are off, to refuel when necessary, and when to ask for help. You are modeling what it means to mind and manage yourself. So that's a bonus number one. Ultimately, the added benefit is that you recognize when you're going towards exhaustion faster and you begin to make deposits more frequently and your deposits begin to outweigh the things that take your energy away. So for example, one of the things on my list that fuels me is reading books that, that fuel my soul. Um, I, I, I am a huge Brene Brown fan. Um, I'm a huge personal development person. So Brene, you know, anybody else, Marie Forleo, like I, I, you know, people who, who um, are really about life work are my kind of people. Those things fill my soul. And when I read books like that, oh, that, that's just like, it gets my mind going. It feeds my soul. It just adds to my happiness. And the more I do that, it actually staves off the exhaustion. It is, it's, it's giving me um, cushion 
Like I've got a cushion. I'm not operating in the margins, right? Like when I say operating in the margin, it means I'm about to write off the edge of the paper and go off the cliff, right? I'm not, I'm not operating in the margins. I'm operating kind of, I've got a buffer, right? And once you realize what the things are that, that create space for you, it actually makes it harder to get to a place of exhaustion because you are doing things that fuel you and that give you space. Um, and in doing that, you have, again, more patience with your kids. You, you can operate with a clarity and you, when your kids ask you to do something, you're not on the edge of crazy and you can make a decision in alignment with the type of parent you want to be on the road to them becoming the type of person you want them to be. So I am going to challenge you to, if you feel like you are like, oh, I cannot do one more thing. I cannot do one more thing. I'm so tired. I, I, I'm like at my wits end. I challenge you to make your list of your three things. Figure out. I'm going to repeat this again. This is like time five, but you're going to get this. I want you to get it. Um, I want you to think about what are the signs? What are your buffer things, things that give you space? This is number two, things that give you, that fuel you, that make deposits, that add to your happiness, that keep you from operating in the margins. And then number three, who are the people who can help you? Because what you'll ultimately do is you're going to go to those people and say, you know what? You are my people. When I find myself getting to the end I want to be able to reach out to you. You're also going to say to them, hey, look, when I start doing this crazy stuff over here, g please break glass and let's invite me to do one of these buffer things. Right. My husband is in my champion list. He's on my list of number three. He knows that when I start, you know, when I start eating a lot of this cake from this restaurant I like here in Houston, he knows that that is a sign that I am I'm at my wits end. And he can go to my trusty list of buffer things, of my space things from number two and be like, hey, babe, we're going to have date night. Hey, babe, why don't you put your computer down and go hang out with the kids? Like he knows what's on all three of my lists. He also knows who he can call. He'll call my sister and say, hey, you need to take your sister out because she's, she's, she's going through. Right. So having this list on paper empowers you to do what you need, but it also empowers other people to do what they can to help you so that you can be at your best, not just for yourself, but for your kids as well. So that is how you mitigate the threat of parenting from exhaustion and parent from a place of leadership and intentionality. I hope it was helpful for you. That's a wrap. Alrighty, thanks for tuning into Parenting as Leadership, the podcast for parents who want to help their children live more promising, fulfilling, happy lives. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please, 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 I encourage you to provide a review, write a review, let me know what you liked, let me know um, what I can do better. And you can do that review wherever you listen to it, iTunes, 
wherever other podcasting way you found this. Um, and if you have direct feedback for me, please don't hesitate to send me an email. My email address is Aisha, A-I-S-H-A, at crumbvined.com. Um, a way to remember that is it looks like crumb I need. That's how you spell it. So feel free to shoot me an email. Here's to making room for our kids. Thank you.